This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody. Hey, monkeys. Welcome to Snark Monkey number 45 with author Lisa Yee. And welcome to any brand new Snark Monkey listeners checking us out for the first time. I suspect we'll have a number of young people possibly taking a listen to hear about Lisa as she is a popular author of young adult fiction, including uh, the Millicent Men Girl Genius book, as well as some of the uh, young, uh, what do you call that, the American Girl <laughs> 2016 Girl of the Year series. I, I mangled that, but you know what I'm talking about. And most recently, as of this week, as of this recording, DC Comics releasing their new DC Superhero Girls series, the very first one, uh, Wonder Woman at Superhero High, which Lisa wrote and is perfectly suited for her as A, she was a bit of a geek growing up, and by the way, still is, and also wanted to be Wonder Woman. Although she wanted to be Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, but we'll get into that actually in the conversation. And a little inside info, and we talk about this in the podcast, we can't help ourselves, but I actually knew Lisa in college at USC and uh, she was a resident advisor, and I was a babe in the woods just out of Texas, brand new to Los Angeles resident. Uh, she was in a group of people in the resident advisors, along with a couple of other friends who, they were just awesome people. We really looked to them as the upperclassmen that we kind of wanted to be. They were just cool, and they were funny, and they were nice to us, and in that environment, that was a big deal, and I've kind of kept in contact with Lisa just remotely over the years, but here she is uh, with this big shot opportunity to be in the DC Comics world, and I thought, what a what a great reason to sit down and talk about how she got to where she got. Turns out to be, as it often is on the Snark Monkey Conversations, a rather circuitous path to find the thing that she loves to do. And it's fun and inspiring, and I think for those of you who are younger, who are thinking about... What am I going to do when I get older? What do I want to be? And the preparation here is, whatever it's going to be, it may not be exactly what you think it is now, and that's okay. And listen to Lisa, how she, how happy she is doing what she's doing and how, how much joy she gets out of writing the kind of book she's writing and how it was so not something that was in her mind early in her life. However, she did find a way to embrace her geekdom, if you will, and turn it into something pretty awesome. So yeah, enjoy this. This is Lisa Yee, Snark Monkey number 45. This is weird. I'm going to interview you. Okay. Uh, but I already kind of know you. Well, from ancient times. 
<laughs> yeah, but have you changed that much? No, I look exactly the same as I did in college. You in, actually do. In, in 1845. <laughs> Well, we got a lot of ground to cover in under an hour, so let's get to it. Okay. Uh, uh, we're definitely going to talk about the DC Super... I'm showing you the book. I know that book. Um, I was going to say, I'm showing it to you as if you've never seen it, but you just revealed to me you hadn't seen it until I showed it to I you. I hadn't seen the actual printed hard copy before, so you were in possession of it before I am. Wow. I feel very special. And I actually started to read it last night. I felt very strange as I, I've been reading The Name of the Wind that my son recommended, you know, this really dense fantasy, you know, thousand page book. And I set that aside and thought I'd give a Wonder Woman superhero high a try. Uh, but this is exciting because you're part of you're part of something you've never been a part of before, which is kind of a big juggernaut of a brand that has got so many Kind of yeah. tentacles in so many areas, which happens to be only the hottest thing in the world right now, which is superheroes. I'm telling you, the DC universe is incredibly large, and I am so proud to be a part of it. Now, how did this come together? I want to talk well, a little they, bit about your history, but I want to talk about this right now. They saw me flying, you know, I'm over sorry? L.A. I was flying over L.A., and they thought, oh, my God, she's a superhero. I bet if she can write, we're going to hire her. Uh, <laughs> no, what had happened was... Um, you know, I'd written a lot of books mm-hmm. uh, for middle schoolers and for, for young adults, you know, teenagers. And I had written a book called Warp Speed. Hmm. And it's about this Star Trek geek. He's this boy who gets beat up every day. And there's a lot of Star Trek, Star Wars, and Batman in it. And so they read it and they thought, this person is just the right amount of geek. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, that is the best thing anyone has ever said to me. They thought she's really geeky, but not so geeky that she's going to go overboard. And they liked the way I wrote. And I was invited to write for the series. Now, so they are going to do a series of these. Oh, so absolutely. They're gonna, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Is this the very first one? Wonder Woman at Superhero High is the first novel. It's about all the DC female icons and their male counterparts. It's an alternate universe, so they're all in high school together. Right, so they already have their superpowers. These these aren't origin stories. These are existing superheroes, but as... Uh, like teens, preteens, it's, or it, we we yeah. do get into some origin stuff yeah. because what it is is these teens don't have their full powers yet, and oh. even though we know if they're going to be a superhero or a supervillain, they don't know that yet. Yeah, and so I mean, if you could just imagine, well, you remember what it was like in high school? Oh, oh you were probably perfect in high school. No, no, yeah. oh no, no you I no? Have still haven't grown out of my awkwardness yet. Okay, I'm waiting well, for it to happen. You know, Thanks I, for bringing up a painful I, memory for me. I didn't Lisa. want to mention that, but yeah. um, no, I mean, you so, met me at the I know. very tail oh, end of that. Oh my god, I met you. Yeah, you were you were like. 12 or something. I was the world's but, most awkward human in the world when you uh, when you you met me. You were. <laughs> no, you were yeah. great. Well, you were this for, lanky kid from thanks Texas. Thanks for confirming. Yeah. But anyway, so so you remember what high school is like and how, how crazy it is and how insecure you are and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So imagine it's, you're all that and you're a superhero and you can't control your powers. Right, right. And it's, you know. That's a great venue to put something like this in because superheroes are so popular right now. And also they've changed from when I was growing up where it was just 
like you know Superman was just a guy from a different planet and had all these powers and was adventures there there was no angst and there was no personal drama Marvel kind of brought that in and then DC followed suit and there's and and it's a great world to place this stuff in because you get the fun geeky aspect of the superheroes and the powers and stuff and yet they still have the same issues the same social issues and and personal uh, you know, insecurities and image issues and all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that what we're doing with this series are novels as opposed to comic books or graphic right. novels or the animation. So with a book format, we can really delve into the characters mm. and, 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 you know, get to the meat of things. And, yeah. and you know, in their uh, awkwardness, too. I was kind of bummed there were no pictures, because I am big on pictures. I When we're done, I'll draw some pictures in the book for you. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Um, how much of a geek were you from the standpoint of, did you were you into any of this kind of stuff when you were this age? I, I came through it, I came at it, I guess you'd say, through television. Yeah. And so, you know, it was all about the, you know, Spider-Man animated series right. and the Bat- Adam West Batman. Oh my god, Adam West. I stood <laughs> next to Adam West one time in an elevator. I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do. Wow. Um, you know, Star Trek, all that kind of stuff. And I remember though, when I used to watch Batman, I wanted to marry Robin. I thought, okay, that oh. I'm going to And my cousin wanted to marry him too, so we decided he would be twins. But then <laughs> Remember the Wonder Woman TV series, Linda Carter? Yes, yes. So when that came on, I didn't want to marry Robin anymore. I wanted to be the Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Exactly. Wow. So you definitely have a direct relationship. Oh yeah, to this. yeah. And yeah. and I don't know if uh, if I had it when we met, but I I had that that big Wonder Woman hair when I was younger <laughs> that that didn't move. That was you I don't know. Remember that? Yeah, no. I probably, yeah. Maybe I didn't. That way, but yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. a very different reaction to the Batman series. I I didn't want to marry anybody, although I did. In later years, have a thing for Catwoman. I was going to say Catwoman. Story. Yeah, uh, no, but I, I was young enough where I was actually, and the show is so campy and silly. But at the time, being very young, I was frightened by the villains, like the Joker and that maniacal laugh. Oh, he, they, they're a little, yeah. I was. I remember watching. It was one of those things where I was watching from like behind the kitchen counter because uh-huh. I couldn't not watch it but i didn't i remember being quite frightened by the yeah, joker mr freeze yeah. all those uh-huh, guys yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Com- coming back to me uh, so you had that element in your in your life when you were growing up you were into the comic book stuff i was yeah yeah you were and so when i met you in college you were what what was your major you were major i in... was a humanities and english major right. and i was going to go be a lawyer and <laughs> and that didn't work out <laughs> It, and it, 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 is humanities and English a typical start for somebody who's going into the law? Um, is yeah, it? it is actually. Right. Actually, uh, English is, and somewhere. then I was, you know, uh, academic advisor, and I found out, that, oh, you could do a dual major, and by being a humanities major, it meant I could take a lot of film classes and creative yeah. writing classes and get credit for it for my major. So that's why I changed. Now you grew up in L.A., right? I did. Yeah. Uh, what did your parents do? Teachers. They're both teachers. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. How, what kind of what's it like being this the the daughter of two teachers? You can't get away with anything. No kidding. You cannot get away with anything. You had yeah. to have good grades, I would assume. I did. I, did. I had. Re- I was an A student. I was one of those geeks that if I got a B, I would have probably melted down. Very disappointing. But I did. I did get one C in my life. Mm. Cursive. <laughs> Not curses, cursive. No, because you are excellent at curses. Yeah, uh, uh, remember I'm running for kids here, Larry. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't. I didn't say yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. This is appropriate content. Um, 
Oh, cursive. Yeah. That's it, which by the way really comes in handy these days, doesn't it? Well, in case people don't know what cursive yeah, is. Yeah, that's right. We should explain. It's handwriting. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it's it's loopy handwriting. Loopy it's handwriting. the formal handwriting right. that we all had to know. Yeah, still can't do it. Yeah, I I have a crude I look like a caveman printing something now. We just don't use, you know, yeah, our hands yeah. for anything anymore. Yeah. So, you grew up in LA, you had teachers for parents and uh, and you were a good student mm-hmm. and you were a complete nerd. I was a complete nerd. I, I did do things like uh, I would ditch class and go to the library. I mean, I, so maybe that is the antithesis no, you're, of nerd. You're, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah I know. That's, <laughs> hadn't figured it out. Hadn't figured out that bad girl stuff yet. <laughs> you know, didn't know if I was going to be a super villain or superhero. But, but you yeah. must have been creative. Were you writing? Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. I was short always stories, writing. Journal. I was writing short stories, journals. Um, stories for my friends, mocking them. I never wrote a story for you, and I probably did at some point in know. college because I, I would write for friends. Probably and wrote stuff. one about me. I, yeah. I know that you are because going back to pre-email times, which again we are from a, a distant land that no one knows of anymore. But you, I do remember you writing creative stuff. Um, like you know, it's not like passing notes in college, but it was just like you you were writing creative yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was always writing, and yeah. you know, I was just I was just telling a friend of ours, Mary, that um, I have a book out called Absolutely Maybe, mm-hmm. and it's for teens. It's a young adult, and in it, um, there's a kid who is a freshman at USC studying film. Yeah, and his name is Hollywood, and I was kind of thinking of you when I was writing it. <laughs> it's like I know a film major at USC, and that would be Larry, oh, but. I'm- Definitely yeah. afraid to actually read that part of that yeah. book. No, you, 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 you he, come okay? he comes off well. All right, yeah. I do. You and I did have an adventure because you were a, a resident advisor in uh, obviously the female dorm when I was in the freshman dorm my first year at but the you zoo. Were always in the female dorm. That's just not true. Mm. No, that's just not true. Okay, I, I, okay. Let me rephrase that. You were always wanting <laughs> to be in the female yeah. dorm. Yeah, it was back in the day when those doors were locked. It wasn't a co-ed thing. It was you had to actually do some pretty major finagling to yeah, get in there. Yeah. Um, but you took me on an excursion. You because I had I had come from Texas. You grew up here, so you knew the area really well. Yeah. And I was a freshman. I didn't have a car. And for some reason, we had an adventure one night. You were like, "I'm going to take you to Hollywood." <laughs> And you, what you did, what you did was you took me to West Hollywood, and we went shopping, and you were taking me to these stores that were just insane, oh, and it God. was it was kind of great, but it was just a tchotchke store. It was okay. just like, I, a, like where did I take? It was Larry? like a West Hollywood version of Oz, you know. Yeah, it was yeah, one of those deals, yeah. and it was just silly stuff, dumb stuff. I, but I bought a, a like a sweatshirt that I had for years, um, and I think I cut the sleeves off, you know, flash dance oh, style. Oh yeah, because you, you're just uh, like Jennifer Beals. I was <laughs> yes, that's right. I still have my leg warmers because those are coming back, yeah, Missy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so thank you. That was the, I remember that very distinctly because it was like Lisa's being so nice to me to kind of integrate me into a world that I just don't know. And I wasn't afraid. I'd been to big cities before. It wasn't like that. I just hadn't explored yeah, L.A. Yeah. yeah. And you were just you were just fevered to take me. I think we went to Chin Chin maybe, too, or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that was sense. on Sunset. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, as a group, we all went to, like, Tommy's and stuff. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Tommy's was an experience that my roommate and I, I had on day two. I mean, mm-hmm. it was one of those kind of required yeah, things. Yeah, you do that. You have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm still working off those cheeseburgers to this day, as a matter of fact. So by the time you got into college, you were thinking the law. Where did that come in as an uh, interest? I was insane. 
Oh. Uh, no, I you know I had always I had always wanted to be I'm, a writer. I'm no doctor, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said I, I could have told you that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd always wanted to be an author ever since I was a kid, and to me that was like a dream job that nobody ever did it. And so I thought, um, you know, if I were to say it out loud, it probably wouldn't come true or people would make fun of me. So I so noticed, you never said that? You didn't even no, say that to your parents? I mean, because you were parents. doing all this writing? And, I, was, and, I was like, you know, just doing the writing in secret. But but uh, in high school, I was on the debate team and a lot of debaters went on to be lawyers. And I thought, OK, I know I can be a lawyer. And so I was pre-law at USC and I was, you know, I took the LSAT and everything. And mm-hmm. then right before I was about to graduate, I realized... Uh, uh, I don't want to do this. And I remember calling my parents. My mom answered the phone. And I said, uh, Mom, there's something really serious I need to tell you. And she's like, okay. Because <laughs> they don't like to hear that. Especially at that age. No. Yeah. and, and They were immediately at the top three of possibilities of right, what that could right, be. Yeah. Right. And I, I just said, um, you know, I don't want to be a lawyer. I'm not going to law school. And there was silence. And I thought... Oh, my God. You know, I have let them down and let my parents down. They've been so great and so supportive and everything. And then finally my mother says to me, well, there's something I need to tell you. And I'm like, all right, here it comes. And she said, your father and I, we never wanted you to be a lawyer, <laughs> but we thought that that's what you wanted to do. So this is really exciting. Tell us, you know, what do you want to do with your life? I'm like, I want to be a writer. And there was silence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, she's like, okay, how are you going to make a living? I'm like, I don't know. But see, I I still didn't even say author. No, you said writer, which could be potentially anything. And I became a writer, you know. Yeah, because what happened then is that you basically had a series of like nine careers after that, somewhere in the middle of that. All with words, all with words. List off some of the stuff Uh, you did. You know, I used to invent new products and and come up with names for things like Juice Up Lemonade for 7-Up and things like that. I used to write television commercials, slogans, Pass the Old El Paso. Jingles. Wait, wait. You're. I'm not. That's my fault. Del Paso? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I wrote Pasio del Paso, and it was like, there was like, you know, 50 or so slogans on this list. And Pasio del Paso was kind of, you know, you could take that many ways. Yeah. But um, I remember my creative director going, this is it. This is, this is what you will always be known for. Oh, boy. And I thought, I've peaked, you know, this is it, but, you know, but yeah, you know, and then I would write the radio commercials, I would write the television commercials, uh, and then I worked for Walt Disney World in Florida wait, wait, for a wait. long time. Wait, 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 didn't you have something to do with a Red Lobster menu? Yeah, I used to write the Red Lobster menus, so, you know, golden fried shrimp, that's me. Is that you? Yeah. Ah, that's I mean, good, by uh, the way. So that I, combination of words is kind of amazing. You know, I wrote uh, all the menus, all the descriptions of the food. I'm even on one of the Red Lobster menus. In what way? Uh, my photo of me smiling and holding a plate out. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Yeah. You Does know, Beyonce probably, know this? I don't know. That's a hit, I don't, that's, that's a hit now reference, by the way, if anybody knows. Let's not intimidate her. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you go to my website, lisayee.com, I think, I, think I think it's on there. Okay. That's yeah. spectacular. Yeah, but I mean, I did a bunch of things, and then I worked- Walt f- Disney Company, you said? Yeah, I, was, I, I worked for Walt Disney World as a writer-producer, and I wrote and produced their Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade, Mickey's Happy Easter Parade. They were like 90-minute television specials. Mm-hmm. With parades in them. (laughs) (laughs) I work for Euro Disney, which is now Disneyland Paris. Right. Uh, You know, lots of different things. And then then my my ex-husband and I had our own creative services company for 10 years. Uh Uh-huh. So. So, but probably not the satisfying kind of writing that you deep down wanted to do. Or had you you found that yet? I had always thought about it. Um, 
I realized that um, I was just being a real hypocrite to my kids because by then I was a mom and I would tell my kids, you know, if there's something you want to do, you owe it to yourself to try. You could succeed, fail, but you have to try. And then here was this thing that I'd wanted to do when I was a kid and I wasn't even trying. So yeah. I thought okay, I, I just got to do this. So I would I would write late at night between like 11 and 3 in the morning. And it took six years for my first book to come out for me to write it. Um, it's called Millicent Men Girl Genius. Mm-hmm. But I was pulled out of what's called the slush pile. It's when you don't know anyone in publishing, you don't have an agent or anything. And I was pulled out by an editor named Arthur Levine, and he's the editor of the Harry Potter series. Oh, wow. And, you know, I think we've done like eight books together so far. And, yeah, so, it, it you know, he gave me my start. That well, almost every conversation I've ever had has usually been there's a couple of common denominators, which is there's usually one champion, one person who pushes you in the in the direction that you need to go, and that's kind of where everything starts. Yeah, yeah, he did it despite the fact that he says that I'm a liar. Uh, what had happened was, you know, I had sent him something into Slush Pile, and he read it, and he contacted me, and he said, you know, I love your voice. He didn't mean this voice. Mm-hmm. He meant the way I wrote. He said, this book isn't right for me, but he liked my letter. He thought it was really funny, and he said, do you have something else? And I said, yeah, I have I have this novel about this kid. She's 11 years old. She's in high school. And he said, oh, I'd love to read it. And I said, okay. So um, I know you're really busy. You know, you had Harry Potter and all this kind of stuff. I said, I said why don't I send you a synopsis? And the first two chapters, if you love it, I'll send you the rest. And he said, great. I sent it to him. He calls me. I love it. Send the rest. I hadn't written it. (laughs) You know, I, you know, so I didn't lie. I mean, I eventually did send him the rest. But, uh, yeah, so he likes to rib me about it. It's like, that time you lied to me. (laughs) Now, were you gravitating toward young adult? fiction at that point yeah i i always loved i i I always loved that you know i i would find myself i'd go to bookstore i'd go to library and i'd I'd end up in the in the teen and children's section you know i i was always there well that that world has has gotten i mean obviously we've had huge franchises out of that especially recently with the hunger games and, and so many of the other you know big trilogies that have come out and you know they're largely plot driven uh, because I, they're they're not simpler in any way necessarily other than just maybe in the language and 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 they don't uh they aren't as dense like i said like this thousand page tome i'm reading right now mm-hmm. um but storytelling is great i mean that that's one of the things that i, I think people have gravitated i have grown up adult men recommending to me you really need to read these hunger games books because yeah, they're really good yeah. and and they turn out to be just you know just great reads well yeah, I mean, I think Harry Potter was a game changer yeah, yeah, for totally. everybody because not only did you have, you know, all the the action and adventure, but you had these heartfelt stories and you got to know the characters and you were rooting for them. And, you know, it took you into a new world. And, the you know, the joke about books these days is that no kids know what that is. But these things are selling. I mean, people are... Somebody's it, buying yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've once you got immersed in the world and then you saw... Harry Potter, obviously, like you said, was a, it was a sea change in, in what that means, and some of these other franchises have come out of that. Are kids reading? I mean, are they going after these things? Absolutely. Kids are reading. And I remember, it was funny, my, my son's in college right now, but um, a couple of years ago when he was in high school, he said to me, he said, you know, Mom, you know, and he was kind of gloating, he goes, I don't know if you know this, but when I was younger, I would stay up all night and I would read books in my room with a flashlight. And I said to him, 
who do you think bought the flashlights? <laughs> <laughs> he was just stunned because <laughs> I knew. Yeah, if you see yeah. a kid who actually starts to read and gets wrapped up in it, the last thing you want to do is squash that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it took forever. for uh, My son was not gravitating to reading, and he grew up in the area, era where video games were so they they were blossoming and that was more his thing and he was more it was more interactive for him it didn't say he also had a little difficulty reading we found out later we understood why and now he reads voraciously he loves it but um i was just i would have to read harry potter to him he just he didn't feel like reading and uh and it was killing me and now that i see him as, as more of a grown up it's it's the same thing. It's like, oh, I really want you to enjoy. And I've given him stacks of things. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, what? You haven't read Catch-22 yet? Of course yeah, you have to read yeah. that. Um, and he'll never get to it. Uh, well, but, but you know they are audiobooks, too. Yeah. You know, yeah, mean, that's you, true. you can listen to them. I, I listen to audiobooks when I go running. Um, actually, I listen to them on double speed, which I know <laughs> is wrong. And I, I apologize to all the actors and actresses out there who read the books. But it makes me run faster. <laughs> and you can get through it a little quicker, Absolutely, too. Absolutely. I can get more in. That, I would find yeah. that very distracting. I actually yeah. listen to it on half speed because half, I, slow it takes me a long time to follow plots. <laughs> to understand. The, yeah, yeah, I have to keep going back. The, there's all these all right. vowels. So you got yourself immersed in the young adult world and... and we're having some success and you're winning awards and this is still very satisfying to you. And then this kind of opportunity. Yeah, comes yeah I love this um, because I also was writing for American Girl. So I have three American Girl novels out this year also. Right. Um, another and a di- whole different way. Another kind of world. big franchise whole type thing. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, when the Wonder Woman, you know, the superhero books came to me, my, my agent, um, Jody Reamer, kept saying to me, there, there's something I cannot talk tell you about it I can't talk about it I'm like well why are you telling me this she's like you know it could be really great but I can't tell you what it is yet and I was just I was dying I didn't know and finally when she was able to say hey you've been selected to do I just started screaming I mean it was like you know because I mean I sit I sit in my office or in the library and it's bad when I scream in the library but you know or a coffee house and I, I think of ways to destroy the world and then I think of ways to save the world, and this is my job. I mean, it's just, it's it's amazing, you know. To kick, you want to tell people about your little companion there in front of you? Oh, okay. So I have a, a peep, uh, you know, those plush, mar- those marshmallow peeps. Right. Um, if you go to my website, you'll see me blowing them up in the microwave. And um, so somebody gave me a plush version of the peep. And unfortunately, it's a very unfortunate name that I gave the peep. Um, because originally I would blog and I would write about the peep, so I never said it out loud. It's spelled P E E P Y. And so now sometimes I go into schools and and I'll hold up my peep and I'll say like, "Here's my peepee," and yeah, it, it's yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I don't know where and you're never invited back to where, that school where peepee is right now. But there is a peep in the studio with us that is wearing a bat mask and a bat cape. So I don't know who that is. But but this is well, it's bat peep. I don't know where peepee is, but this is bat peep. <laughs> this is bat peep. This is bat peep. Oh my yeah. gosh, you're insane. Thank you. Um, so I would imagine that you must run into young people who are asking you all the time about kind of the writing process and getting into it, or people just asking you because the young adult thing has become so popular. People are selling books, and do you have? The answer? Do you have the stock advice? Do you have, have all the answers? I bet you do. They're not right. Yeah, but I have all the answers. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I mean, uh, what I tell kids is, um, 
you know, and it sounds gross, but just vomit on the page. Yeah. You just you put something down on paper because you can always change it. But if it's blank, you can't, there's nothing to work with. So it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Just put something on the page because it's easier to rewrite than it is to, you know, write yeah. perfectly the first time out. A uh, US, a current USC professor, Jack Epps Jr., who wrote Top Gun, a bunch of 80s stuff, uh, has been on the podcast. And he actually wrote a book with something like this as the title. But he said writing is rewriting. That Absolutely. I, lo- I, I yeah. love revision. I, yeah. just, I just love it. It's my favorite part. And that's where it comes, uh, it comes into shape. And I think that's what ends up discouraging most people is that the first pass on the page – is um, it's a, such an accomplishment, and the last thing you want to do is mess with it or have anybody else tell you that right. you need to change anything. But you just, uh, this is what Jack was saying, it's just you have to build in the time of the process to know that you're going to revise that three, four, five, six oh, times, whatever. Yeah, I mean, the, the first book, like I was telling you, the first book that I wrote, Millicent Mingle Genius, that took six years to write. Right. And I wrote three entirely different versions, throwing it away and keeping the protagonist. And last year, I wrote five novels. So, it, and it's not that I'm a, necessarily a better writer, but I, I don't have time to have writer's block. Yeah. I don't have time to procrastinate, although I, I do. Well, are uh, you, you know, one of those that, uh, that sets the discipline? Of, I'm very disciplined I when I write. I sit down at this time, and I, I, you know, I go until at least this time, even if it's a page or whatever. For the, for the past year, I've written every single day. Every single day I write because I have these deadlines, and also I'm I'm afraid of being sued by my publishers <laughs> for not delivering on time. You know, so well yeah. because you have a reputation for being a liar, so they probably yeah. have yeah, your yeah, it's like her, yeah, ironclad contracts. Yeah, now. we don't, we don't, we don't trust her. But um, yeah, no, I mean a lot of writing is not creative. So with my writing schedule, because I have so many books due, I will back things out. Okay, it's like, you know, I'll schedule an outline, I'll schedule, you know, first draft and all that. I'll think, okay, about how many pages, how many words is it going to be? And okay, that means I have to write this many words per day, and I figure it out mathematically. Is there something completely different? Is there a magnum opus? Is there a dream novel kind of floating around in there somewhere? Have you started that, stopped it? Have it sitting in a drawer or something? I, I, Nobody has anything sitting in a drawer anymore. Yeah. It's in a hard drive somewhere. Yeah, it's in a hard drive. Yeah. It's a thumb um, drive. There is something, I have an idea for something mm-hmm. that I uh, am going to do. Um, I don't know when because I hope that the DC Superhero Girls goes on forever. Yes. But, um, you know, it could. if not, or or between pages, um, I, I can't talk about it yet, though, because I don't want to jinx it. All right. Yeah. And you were big into movies when I knew you, yeah, and you were yeah. big into film. Yeah. Have you ever thought about trying to adapt? No. No? You've no. never written a script? You've never... I've never written a script. I mean, um, my latest young adult novel, Kidney Hypothetical, or How to Ruin Your Life in Seven Days, mm-hmm. um, I think it's represented by UTA, and, um, you know, so that's being shopped around, but I I wouldn't think to write it myself. Really? script, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, you know, maybe it's from all the years of, of writing entertainment specials for Disney, <laughs> you know. Hey, Mickey, let's go to the castle. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Disney has soured you on the process. Yeah, they're great, but it's like, you know, I love books. Yeah. And I'm I'm finally doing what I love to do. So why mess with that? Well, it's interesting. That's the other thing that comes out of these conversations a lot is um, – you know, at the age when we met, for instance, you had this kind of pretty clear idea. You talked about being a lawyer, and I was going to film school. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, you think you've got, oh, okay, this, you know is, it all. this is where I'm going. And, of course, we don't. But the the thing is, there's still that, 
you know, you had the 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 thing about the law, but you had in the back of your mind oh, what I really would be satisfied with is writing. Well, also because I saw the movie Paper Chase. <laughs> Seriously, with John Houseman? I was like, okay, I could do that. <laughs> I'd be a law student. <laughs> you wanted to be in that environment with John Houseman, oh, berating awesome. you every day. Yeah, I like no, that. That's yeah. terrible. That probably yeah. turned off so many kids no, from going to law I, school. I could, I could have sat next to a you know curly head boy that was going to be a lawyer too. <laughs> oh, and, you okay, know. I see. All so right, you had a whole different perspective. Yeah, on yeah. But what's interesting is the number of different paths you did take because that's what. Actually actually happens a lot, to, especially to most creative people, where they think they're going to be one thing, and then there's this other thing that presents itself, and it's like, no, that's not exactly the neorealist Italian cinema that I was right. trying to recreate, but right. yeah, maybe I will write that sitcom, and then it becomes hugely satisfying. Well, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you were asking me about screenplays and things mm-hmm. like that, and, and I'm, I'm not closing that door. Yeah. You know, so so maybe. But, but, but you just have, you do have this kind of zigzaggy thing where it was clear that you had these opportunities with big companies, and probably they were great jobs if from the outside. But you just ne- you just knew they were never going to actually. Really yeah, I mean, with- I mean, for a while I was an account exec, you know, like Mad Men, except I was not Don Draper. Um, but I was account exec, and I was going to meetings. Except and, for the drinking, and, you know? except for the drinking and the cigarettes, and and I wasn't as fashionable as those folk. But you know, I mean, I was going to meetings and crunching numbers and doing pitches and all that kind of stuff. And but you know what, I I knew that it wasn't gonna last. I mm-hmm. knew that that's not what I wanted to do. And I think that when you have a lot of different jobs, when you find the one that you love, it just, it really stands it's really out. really clear. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this is exciting. Tell people about the the release. Well, this, by the time this posts, we're very informal here in the podcast world. We'll talk, we're not going to talk about this like it's live because nobody what? would ever buy that. I yes. thought we were live. No, it's on demand. People are listening to this in 2025. No, but I thought that, they just I thought found that it. anytime anyone listened to this, we were going to run back to the studio <laughs> and do it just again for adapt them. Adapt it for their experience. Absolutely. I'm, I'm willing up for to that. do that. Okay, here I'm we super are. serving, yes. Yeah, All right, yeah. so be on, be on call yeah. like Wonder Woman. Okay. Uh, but the, uh, Wonder Woman Superhero High is in stores right now yes. and on Amazon. Yes. Yeah, I already saw it available for pre-order. In indie bookstores, uh, Target. Um, and we you know, will Barnes probably see your name on, on more of these? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the um, uh, the Wonder Woman Superhero High is the first one coming out in March and uh, 2016. And then this summer we have Supergirl. At Superhero High. Oh, and yeah. this well, is... that was that's the way the book ends. I that, snuck oh, ahead. Oh, oh, thanks, Larry. Spoiler you just alert. ended it. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, just ruined it. But yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's a it's a you know it's an ongoing series. All right, here's the uh, cheesy interview question that you have to get, and I have a few more. But you can ask uh, my weight. What... <laughs> All right. Well, then never mind. Okay. I'm going to cross that off. Right. Um, uh, any superpower that you could have, what would it be? Uh, superpower, I I would probably go with flying because that's so awesome. And in my dreams, I fly a lot and I love yeah. it. But I, the superpower that I already have yes. is the ability to get in the wrong line in any supermarket. Oh. So if there's a long line, I think I'm picking the short line, that line will slow down. All right. Yeah. yeah. So if I ever see you at the movies, I am yeah. not getting in Don't your get line. Me. Oh, and also I can, I can destroy any... Uh, Apple product, an uh, iPhone, a Mac. You can destroy it. Yeah, I just Not touch just you it. can't operate yeah, it. Like, it look, just look, stops there's, working. Here's my iPhone. It's cracked. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can I can bring down the interwebs. <laughs> Please don't do that. Okay. Or at least have a solution to you know. save the world. I'll, after let you, I'll just do it when you're sleeping. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, and uh, because it is uh, the Snark Monkey podcast, I have to ask, have you ever or would you consider in the future working with or writing about monkeys? Oh, uh, that is an excellent question, one that I think about every day. I uh, <laughs> I would consider writing about monkeys. I have not, to my knowledge... Maybe I haven't, no, sleeping. Have any memories? Um, written about monkeys. No but, monkey memories, okay. But, but certainly, you know, I mean, maybe a monkey superhero at Superhero High. Uh, now you're talking my language. Whose power would be something about bananas, Some maybe? Sort of super ape. The bananas could be the monkey's weapon and throwing and, you know, like boomeranging oh, or something. Yes. There we go. Yes. I, I will talk to DC Comics about that. <laughs> okay, keep me in mind. Okay. Keep me in the loop on this. Yeah. Oh, super monkey. Uh, <laughs> and we'll would... call him Larry. Well, that is, yeah, that's his his uh, uh, mild mannered identity yeah. during the day. Absolutely, uh, that's ridiculous. All right, let's so let's record now, shall we? Since we have no <laughs> going. Well, this is so cool. I'm so excited for you, and um, I, I I hope this is a huge success. I can't imagine why it wouldn't be. It seems like Thank it's you. the perfect thing oh, at the perfect you time. You know, by the way, let me just mention something. The, yes. What's really cool about these DC superhero girls is its books, its animation, and it's the first ever female superhero action figures, action figures. for girls. Yeah, at Target, I mean, right? Uh, it'll or be it'll be everywhere? exclusively at Target okay. for three months, and then it'll be everywhere. Yeah. But I mean, we've never had. Action figures for girls, like superhero action figures for girls before. Yeah. So it's amazing. That's really great. And they're clothes, and I can't fit them, but if I could, I would wear them. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I know I know you would, too. Yeah, yeah, I would. I might be able to fit. Yeah. I'll, we'll give yeah. it a try. Okay. Everybody's picturing that now. Yeah. Stop it, Mary. We have Stop a we it. have a friend in the studio who's trying not to snort she's, because she's laughing. She's hysterical, but I can see she's she's painting a visual picture in her mind right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lisa, I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you, which is a weird thing to say, but I just am. It's nice to see one of uh, one of us uh, actually doing something and with their life. Likewise to you. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so awesome. <laughs> but I'll have you back with the next round, maybe, and we Absolutely. can talk more about it. And Would love that. Uh, uh, congratulations on everything. Thank you. It's good to talk to you. Thank you. All right. All right. Okay, get out. All right, bye. Bye. Can you validate parking? Uh, yes. <laughs> Good. Get a monkey. Get a monkey! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.